Hey everyone, before this episode of Countdown to Infinity and Avengers podcast, I just want to give y'all a heads up that this episode is about New Mutants, a movie that just came out in theaters, so there will be spoilers. I know it may not be entirely safe to go to uh, movie theaters right now. We went to a drive-in where we knew we would be okay, um, but that means that there are spoilers in this episode, so if you haven't seen this film yet, don't worry. Uh, you will soon, I'm sure, but you may not want to listen to this if you want to avoid some spoilers. Um, before this episode starts, I also want to tell y'all about uh, supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash delphinpod. There's a lot of cool stuff there and advanced episodes of shows that you might like, and it helps us keep on going during this pandemic. Um, also, register to vote. All right, cool. Here's the show. Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, an Avengers podcast. We watched every single movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and talked about them. And now we are talking about a new Marvel movie, not in the MCU, but still a new Marvel movie nonetheless, New Mutants. Um, my name's Emmanuel. Hey, I'm Andrew. What's up? It's John. And it's been a while since y'all have been on our Marvel pod. Do you miss it at all? Uh, John? Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> we're, if, you, um, if you haven't figured it out, we're doing everything remote. So that's why I now have to, I guess, say who should talk next. So we're not talking over each other on Zoom. It's a weird, weird thing. Um, but John, did you miss it? I don't know. I mean, we've been kind of podcasting the last couple of weeks. We just haven't been doing this, uh, like this uh, Marvel-centric podcast. Um I don't know if I missed it. I mean, because we did kind of for a while there. That was all we did, and I we I felt like overstuffed there by the end of a uh, by the end of our countdown to infinity run. By the end of our countdown, you know, per se. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I I know we never finished like you know some of the non MCU movies. We kind of uh, it's not that we gave up, but some of the other ones are kind of hard to track down. Um, I know that we. We had it. We had like you know a '90s Captain America in mind, um, a Howard the Duck, which to be honest, we could probably still do in the future. Um, just you know, we're just not anytime soon. But uh, it's cool to be seeing a movie, uh, you know, in theaters at least at the drive-in for uh, for the one that we're about to talk about today. But there hasn't been many real MCU movies coming out. We were supposed to talk about Black Widow and I'm sure soon The Eternals. But because of COVID, uh, we have these non-MCU stuff. Andrew, are you uh, thinking that Black Widow is still going to come out? Um, Yeah, I think that it'll come out. I don't think it won't come out um, <laughs> for sure. I mean, that it needs to be the next chapter in the MCU because I'm sure that... Um, it's all you know time-based or um everything's you know chronologic uh, order type of thing and so you, you need the first domino to fall in order for the second one to fall so um it's kind of like uh, having the scarlet witch and uh, vision show coming out after doctor strange it wouldn't make any sense yeah. you know 
And so I think it'll eventually come out. I think maybe Disney's gonna be forced to maybe um, put it on Disney Plus, like Mulan, which I think I think people will still pay through the nose for it because they're itching for some more MCU. But um, yeah, yeah, I I, um, I think it'll eventually come out. I mean, like the New Mutants, you know, it took three years, but it came out. <laughs> I think it's crazy to think that this is the first time in a really long time that we've gone almost a year or actually it's been more than a year since an mca movie has come out i feel like we've been spoiled it's basically been like every six months here's another marvel movie but we did get a little bit of a peek at black uh, widow during the trailers for new mutants um so that's exciting we got a little bit more um that's an exclusive trailer right like i haven't seen that new trailer that came out it, ha- it hasn't come out online like it only it only seems like it's playing with the new mutants right that's true i haven't seen it online at all either and there is quite a bit in that trailer that it i think we see taskmaster a lot more than yeah any other time before it so it is exclusive for those people who brave the streets i guess um but let's talk about first our movie going experience and then we'll talk about new mutants um uh john how do you feel about watching a movie in a, in 2020. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant like in general. I was like, I don't know. That, I've never been asked that question before. Um, I don't... Uh, I don't... It's just really weird. I don't really... Like, I, I'm itching to go back to the movies. Like, you know, like an indoor theater. There you go. Um, but I think it's very... I personally think it's not worth it. You know, no matter what's playing, it doesn't matter if Black Widow is playing, Tenet... Um, you know, it, the Batman, if that were to open up for some for some miraculous reason, like, you know, in a couple of weeks, I don't think it's worth going to a closed theater um, to watch it, you know, because people buy popcorn and, um, you know, they order drinks. And I know that I know that theaters are trying to do safety protocols like, you know, they're they're sanitizing everything They're You know, I think they're keeping maybe I'm not sure I haven't actually looked into it, but I'm sure but they're probably like, you know, doing some sort of uh you know, social distancing measures, like, you know, so they're, they're probably sitting people every other, every two seats or so. Um, I, I uh, don't think it, that's, I don't think that's good enough, in my opinion. I think that when it comes to people's health, uh, I think that that kind of trumps, <laughs> uh, weird choice of words. I think that, uh, I think that basically, like, you know, that, that should be a priority over watching some sort of form of entertainment. And I think people should stay safe and, go to the drive-in theater like you know go to go with you know someone in your own household apparently you know obviously like don't you know invite a fuck ton of friends or something like that like that you haven't seen in a while but you know you can still enjoy the movie experience by going through to your local drive-in theater if there's one available and watch movies um you know like the new mutants or like tenant which is coming out you know pretty soon um in this case you know if you're gonna watch the new mutants make sure the sky is very dark and make sure the the screen is very uh, bright, you know, bright, because yeah. um, most of this movie takes place in the dark. But that's my opinion on watching a movie in 2020 as it stands. Um, I don't think people should go to, like, an IMAX, unless you rent the theater out yourself, you know, which is also, like, I've heard some theaters are doing that. Um, I would rec. I mean, I don't know. that At that point, it's up to you whether or not it's worth, you know, 80 bucks or 100-something bucks to watch the newest release. That's really on you. Although it is kind of cool to have like a like an IMAX to yourself, I've heard some places are, I I can't you know I can't believe it, but you know I've heard some places you can kind of 
like emulate that experience but i would say just you know stay in your car go to a drive-in and watch a movie or watch it on demand i know that like you know people like nolan are purists i'm kind of rambling now but you know like nolan is like you know watch it on the big screen and stuff like that and i am totally for the theatrical experience i think every movie should be should be watched on the big screen but for right now like in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic and some, you know it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon uh, I think your priorities should shift, and if you can enjoy a movie at home, do it. And if you can enjoy a movie at a drive-in, do it. But just don't go to the theater. Andrew, anything to add? I know you're. Um, I know you would die for for a tenant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, I, I think John's right. Uh, I mean, it's it's movies are a big part of my life, and I think our lives. I think that's how we ended up ultimately meeting. Um, back in the day, we all had the same interest and stuff like that, and it's a really, really cool art form and stuff like that. But you know, it, it you need to be alive to to partake in those uh, <laughs> the, in the process of watching them or uh, making them and stuff like that. And so, um, I think health is obviously the priority here. And you know, it's not like they'll go away; it'll never go away. And so they'll be there when this is over. Yeah, when if this ever fit, you know, if it's ever over. That's the really special thing but, about movies is they're they're still around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, no, I think John's right. And uh, just finding a way to watch them safely, which I think is pretty cool. Like uh, you know, Trolls uh, Two World Tour um, released uh, on VOD, and Bill we got and to Ted. watch. Yeah, Bill and Ted. We got to watch Bill and Ted uh, face the music. And um, even watching New Mutants at the drive-in without having to leave the car, you can bring your own food, you can bring your own snacks, you don't need to buy any of that stuff or um, anything like that. Uh, I know, you know, we need to support the theaters, and I think there are other ways to do that, maybe selling online merch or whatever. But at the same time, again, you do need your health to partake in any of these processes regarding movies. And so I think um, that should be the priority for now. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we I think we did it right, and even Tenet, um, I'm gonna end up watching it at the the drive-in as well. Uh, but you know, while you know Chris Nolan wants you to go watch it in IMAX, that's that's cool and all. But it, unless I have my own personal IMAX, I will not be watching it in the IMAX. I'll be watching it safely. The drive-in screen has to be pretty close to an IMAX screen. Those are big things. I guess if you park close enough. You get that IMAX experience, baby. Experience. Um, well, hey, you already alluded it to alluded it alluded to it alluded it. You already alluded to it. Uh, uh, your boys went into a car and drove quite a quite a ways to a different town to park in uh, a semi dark night sky and kiss each emphasis other on, i'm just kidding no emphasis on semi yeah it, it was yeah. it was a full moon if i'm not mistaken <laughs> but we watched new mutants at the drive-in something that i think is was the first new movie i you know what's crazy the movie that i last saw in theaters i think was with y'all we watched invisible man together in the theaters and then the first oh no wait i've been to the, the drive-in since then but new new movie I think this is it as well, like New Mutants. Because I watched Back to the Future, the drive-in, but that's not a new release. And y'all watched a Star Wars movie, didn't you? Or, mm-hmm. yeah. But, for, so, first new movie, it, back again, it was us in, in the drive-in. Um, good luck, right? Start of the pandemic, hopefully near the end. Uh, new movie, New Mutants. Yeah. Well, let's talk about New Mutants. This is a movie that we thought we would never talk about because the release date was pushed <laughs> back 
multiple times something that is really rare especially with ip like x-men uh normally you have the opposite problem a movie being rushed to theaters before it's done here this movie for years and years um kind of toiled this isn't even development hell this is already shot and just stewing it was caught up in the storm of the fox buyout from disney so there wasn't really a release strategy in place for a while people had speculated it would be on disney plus but that wasn't going to be possible because of the contracts that everyone had signed and so we got this we got the pandemic release of uh, the final fox x-men movie and uh we're gonna talk about what we thought about it play a game um and then it's kind of weird but an odd finale to the fox franchises um yeah let's dive into it john what did you think what are your first impressions what do you what do you think about new mutants okay so i think i kind of hinted at it during that little um ramble there that this movie isn't the best movie to enjoy at a drive-in we kind of figure that out uh very quickly um, it is a movie that takes place a lot in the dark, especially like, you know, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but you know, with characters like Demon Bear, um, which is literally a big black cloud of smoke that, <laughs> so you can only see basically, uh, you know, you just hear chaos really, um, at a drive-in, but you know, in kind of like, you know, making out what's happening and they kind of, you know, this movie does kind of hold your hand a bit in terms of like what is going on on screen. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, you know, there were some, some rough parts per se, like every movie really, and, or every, I should say like every X-Men movie, every Foxman movie. Um, but the overall experience of watching something new in the, at a drive-in was pretty sweet, I would say. Like it was good to see something new that I've never seen before, like at a drive-in, which is pretty awesome. Cause I think in the past when I've gone to the drive-in, I've only seen movies that I've seen before. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and, you know. Empire Strikes Back, shit. So, um, I think the experience overall for me was more... <laughs> it, 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 uh, it's more positive because of, like, watching something new, more so than the actual movie. Um, the movie itself was was, uh, was okay. I guess we'll get into that here in, in a bit. Andrew, what'd you think about New Mutants? Worth the wait? Newer than you thought? Um, I I, uh, I don't think it was worth the wait, unfortunately. I think had it came out when it was supposed to back in the day, it would have been um, recepted better. I saw a bunch of critics bashing it because it was an underwhelming finale to the Fox Men universe. And I guess they expected them to save all the best parts for the last movie and stuff like that. Which, to be honest, you know, the last movie would have been Dark Phoenix. So I prefer this one to be the finale for sure. Um, but, uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was okay also. Um, I remember reading a whole bunch of reviews right before, both critics and the general audience, uh, alike, right before going into the movie, and the general audience was saying that it was really, really good, and the critics were saying it was really, really bad, and I think they were both wrong. I don't think it was as good or as bad as they said, but I did, uh, enjoy it a little bit more than, um, I thought I was going to. I liked a lot of the horror elements, and, um, it is, ultimately has, you know, it's a superhero movie with horror elements, and so, of course, there's not a lot of horror movies that are going to be bright besides Midsommar, but 
Um, everything else is going to be pretty dark, and you know that's the tones of the movie. They want you to be in the dark. They want you to be scared of the dark. And so watching it at drive-in wasn't as good uh, an idea as I thought it was going to be because you still have the light of the full moon um, kind of raining down on the screen. But um, I actually talked to a buddy of mine, and he said he saw it in theaters, and he couldn't see much more than we did, <laughs> which is unfortunate uh, because... Uh, that makes me not want to rewatch it in a movie theater. Uh, it makes me want to watch it uh, at home and pump the brightness all the way up until it looks ugly. But um, yeah, uh, again, a whole lot uh, more, uh, a whole lot cooler than I thought it was going to be. Um, I like the the cast dynamic uh, with everybody. I thought the cast was pretty uh, cool. Um, it's very, uh, it's smaller scale than I thought it was going to be. Um, compared to the other X-Men, you know, where, you know, the world's at stake or the city's at stake or we have to fight good versus evil or whatever. But um, this one was a little bit more uh, personal and uh, it's, it's not the same old, you know, they hate us because we're mutants, because we're different. They, they, they hate us um, because they ain't us. Yeah, yeah, because they ain't us. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, and so uh, this one was cool because they actually had a reason for being despised in a way or uh, being different or um, things like that. And um, uh, uh, well, another one of the things that I really liked about the movie was the love story. It was so um, – it was one of these things that I think a lot of big studios don't want to gamble on uh, most of the time because they don't know how it'll, it will be recepted. But I thought – it was um, the heart of the movie, ultimately, and it, 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 it's pretty cool um, to see something uh, different and refreshing. It's so um, natural. It didn't seem forced or anything like that. So, Yeah, I think I agree. You brought up the fact that it was contained, and now thinking about it, it's literally <clears throat> a contained movie. It all is underneath a force field where no one can leave. So it's contained in that way, but I appreciated the horror elements. I love horror movies. And to see an X-Men movie filled with uh, essentially people's fears coming to life is really special and exciting. I do think there's quite a bit of this movie that we've seen in other things, including um m night Shyamalan's glass uh series of movies um and we definitely uh see plenty of uh superhero fights i suppose but there is a lot of fresh new things too that i think is really exciting you brought up the love story but even just the fact that uh yeah we got this cast is exciting even though there are some issues um john (laughs) Sorry, uh, John. It's so funny. John, you guys you, can't yeah. see this. <laughs> We're raising our hands because uh, we, you know, sometimes Zen Zencaster. Oh shit, my Siri went off. Uh, <laughs> Zencaster can kind of you know distort whenever we talk over each yeah. other. So we've uh, we've uh, very polite. We've evolved, not devolved, evolved to hand raising. <laughs> um, and I just forgot my point. Oh no. Um, so uh, I know you brought up glass and stuff. So what was shot first, New Mutants or Glass? Ooh, That's the question. That's true. Probably New yeah. Mutants. Probably, yeah. I mean, uh, it's really funny. I think because, yeah, because Glass obviously beat them to market. Yeah. Because um, we saw Glass, like, you know, obviously, like, last year or two years ago or something. Um, but you're right. A lot of this did have, like, um, elements of yeah. that. It's kind of reminiscent of Glass <laughs> in a way because of the fact that this movie kind of wants very much like glass kind of introduces things that they don't really flesh out all too well and i'm talking about like maybe like some scenes or maybe some you know uh or you know even just when it comes to like plot points 
Um, you know, like for example, Mr. SX or mm. Mr. Nathaniel SX, the main, excuse me, Mr. Sinister, truly one of the main villains of the film that we uh, don't even see. Right. Uh, or at least hinted at like, it's, it's cool that like Nathaniel SX, who people know as Mr. Sinister, a, a giant X-Men villain is mentioned in the movie, but nothing really comes about of that. You know, um, it's, there's some obligatory X-Men references, which don't go anywhere other than just some name drops. And even when it comes to, like, even when it comes to the action scenes, like, you know, it seems like everyone kind of wants to do cool shit, but either because of the budget or maybe because, maybe, who knows, maybe they were kind of banking on this one being very successful and then they, they kind of blow their load, I guess, oh. per se, in the second, in the second oh movie that Too obviously soon. is never, never coming around. I think this was originally uh, planned to be a trilogy, wasn't it? Like, that's the vibe, yeah. mm-hmm. at least I got from it. Um, well, let's talk about the cast. I know that I said that there were some issues, and a lot of the issues come from, I guess, the portrayal of these uh, characters, because in the comic books, they may be of different uh, race or ethnicity, but in this film, a lot of them are uh, white, uh, lily white. Um, uh, do Are y'all really familiar with the New Mutants? Are those books pretty popular? Um, Andrew, I know you're, you're, you're the one that works in a comic book shop, so let us know if they're flying off the shelves or not. Well, and uh, two of the most popular mutants were introduced in New Mutants, which are Cable and Deadpool, um, which are they're nowhere to be seen in this movie, which I'm sure maybe could have built up to something like that in the third movie or the second movie had Fox, um, you know, kept uh, the property and stuff like that. But... I've seen a certain. I mean, th- some of these characters are very popular in this, um, you know, in the movie. So Magic uh, is is a really really popular character, but um, it's the same thing with uh, you know obviously Deadpool and Cable and all that. But um, other than that, these are kind of like more of like B listers or um, even some some of them kind of C listers. Uh, there's there's a mutant called Cannonball in this one. And uh, I remember he's what I call a, a peg warmer Whoa. on the uh, on the shelf, <laughs> where you know it, I have like twenty of his action figure, but and then a movie comes out. This movie comes out, and now everybody wants that figure because it, it brought new light to you know. That's also what uh, they new exposure to the character. That's also what they call uh, uh, prostitutes who service um, uh, pr- pirates, peg warmers. I was uh, waiting for how this joke was going to end. And was, that was good, actually. I love worth it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, I think the New Mutant. Ca- I'm going to go down the cast for the New Mutants. Um, you have Maisie Williams as Rain Sinclair, better known as her mutant name, uh, Wolfsbane. You have Anya Taylor Joy as Ileana Rasputin, and um, she is Colossus's sister, better known as the mutant name as the mutant named Magic. Uh, you have Samuel Guthrie, um, better known as Cannonball, which we were just talking about. You have Cecilia Reyes, Dr. Cecilia Reyes, which is uh, an X-Men, you know, she was part of the X-Men at one point in the comics. Uh, she was introduced in 1997. Um, you have Blue Hunt as Danielle Moonstar, um, a.k.a. Mirage, or Psyche, depending on which version of the character you're, you're reading. Um, you have Henry Zaga as Roberto... De Costa, better known as Sunspot, who um, previously made an appearance in X-Men Days of Future Past well, as Sunspot. You know, not the actor, but like the, the character did 
was a part of the X-Men in Days of Future Past. So some of these are not, I think Sunspot's the only one, um, is that like, is a character that you've seen in another movie that they've kind of remade for this movie. Um, other characters that appear in the film, well, the only other character that appears in the film is the entity of Demon Bear. Which Played by is John Goodman. <laughs> Motion <laughs> capture. A lot of people don't know Pretty that. Pretty much. <laughs> demon bear is exactly what you think it's going to be. It's a, a demon, a demon who is a, a bear. And odd, uh, I, you know, you you rolled out the cast list, but th- because this movie is so small and contained, that is, I think, the entire cast, the, including the cast, yeah. extras. I think there's some flashbacks, but that's it. Yeah, I think Adam Adam Beach is in this movie, um, who uh, you know played Slipknot in uh, his most recent. He's a prolific actor, but the most recent thing that Adam Beach would be known for is playing Slipknot in Suicide Squad, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Andrew, did you have something, or is that... No, no, that was it, because uh, I think... Did he play uh, Moonstar's dad? I he did. That was, uh, that was pretty was, much it. It was hard to see who that was, you know, when we were watching, because, you know, um, it was in the dark. But, uh, well, uh, yes, he did play Moonstar's dad. A relatively young cast, and I think it plays to the main premise of the film which is they are all being rehabilitated because they have powers, much like the regular X-Men movies. Their powers have gotten them into trouble, mostly murdering people they didn't want to murder. And um, Mm -hmm. because of that, they're subjugated to containment. Um, And there isn't much of a difference between like a troubled mutant in xavier's school and these kids other than the fact that they don't know why or who or what the purpose is for them being tested and being monitored by like an evil entity or something um yeah i mean it lends itself to some really cool mystery which i think works in the movie a lot trying to figure out what their purpose really is um but I think our main... Who do you think the main character in the movie is? Is it um, Moon... Moonstar? Star? Yeah. Cool. Because she's the newest mutant. <laughs> she's the ultimate new mutant. <laughs> uh, and her... And, and I think that her power uh, brings out, I guess, the demon bear, but also everyone else's deepest and darkest fear, um, which normally sheds light on their past and i think that's a really cool formula but i feel like and i think we were talking about it when we watched the movie it also leads to a ton of exposition and a ton of monologues and a ton of flashbacks and a ton of uh people looking away from the camera and saying you don't want to know this thing that i'm about to tell you about me (laughs) it's kind of uh yeah, it's it's tough because there's so many people who have to do it. I think. Right. Yeah, and I, I think the best part of Mirage's powers, I guess, is the fact that like you get these horror sequences, which you know we can go into detail about them now. Um, you know, they 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 it sets up these uh, these sequences where each of these mutants have like you know it, you dive into their past, obviously, like the way you said, very exposition like, but. They're actually kind of shown on screen. They're they're forced to relive mm. uh, that horror in their past, whether it be you know a mine shaft climbing, you know, crumbling into, crumbling in on uh, you know Cannonball's family, or uh, a particular effective sequence is Sunspot, where he sees his dead, burning girlfriend in the pool, <laughs> which is really cool. Um, I mean, it sound 
I mean, it looks cooler than it sounds. There you yeah. go. But um, it's a very effective, like, you know, scary sequence. And also, you know, I think uh, Magic's past yeah, was... Yeah, the smiley you know, face dude, people. Yeah, the smiley man, which kind of represent, like, you know... I guess, like, you know, I think from what I from what I gathered, like, she was part of, like, some sort of child slavery mm. uh, wherever she was at. And these people are kind of her tormentors, you know, the people who... You know, they're obviously heightened and fictionalized versions of the of the people that used to kind of, you know... Um, Torture her. You know torture her but uh again like very effective sequence where these smiley men with sharp teeth which kind of look like slender man and the the crooked man oh my from... gosh john don't mention his name oh yeah we're on the internet Shit. he's gonna come um, for me the crooked man from oh. uh from uh, what the fuck is that conjuring oh, the too. conjuring too and yeah. he's getting a spinoff they, i believe crooked man they kind of look like yeah. that and he's, he's some, part of uh, the fast and furious franchise now hmm uh, yeah, you get really cool sequences like that thanks to uh, you know Moonstar or Mirage's powers. Did it, basically, did it remind any of you of it, the movie? Because uh, if you're the first it movie, it was their dark. I guess the second one too. But their fears, their individual fears, are what comes to life, or that's what it, the clown, can do. And so I thought of that when I was watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, is she it, the clown? Because um, <laughs> like you know it. it George or Mike, like, you know, if they're afraid of germs, it would be like a zombie. Or if, if they were afraid of, uh, well, like of uh, per- your period, it would be blood coming out of the everywhere. Um, like, it's a very interesting thing that I notice, but it's effective. It's good. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, and so um, I think this was a double-edged sword because, like uh, you said, Emmanuel, uh, it is uh, that was one of the things I didn't like about the movie was that there was a ton of exposition, and you could have nipped it in the bud right when they were all sitting in the circle, and everyone could have told their story, and that would have been that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like an AA meeting or whatever, you know, uh, kind of vibe. But um, I would have preferred had they not had that scene and then just had. Um, you know Moonstar torment all these other people and everybody would have saw their thing and you would have known why they were there and um, because that was already a little bit more effective than that little circle jerk that they had going on there (laughs) but but um, yeah yeah and so um, I think it's very interesting uh, uh, dynamic uh, too and again that's why I said it's a double-edged sword because I really liked that you know um Moonstar brought out the, you know, and it's the demon bear. Demon bear is feeding off of their negative energy, and basically, it's it's all negative. You know, um, they haven't thought about this since they've been there, and then she gets there, and suddenly it's happening, um, for sure. And I, I even think it's crazy that it's some of these memories jump out and attack them, mm-hmm. and they don't know whether they're real or not. Yeah. And so you know, you end up seeing the crooked slender men. Um, oh my gosh, of, Andrew! You uh, said it again. There's only one more. Yes. If I say it, it's gonna happen. Uh, Bloody Mary, oh. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, uh, <laughs> Slender Man, Candyman, uh, yeah, Candyman, every man. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I think it was um, that was one of the things that I could have done without was all the exposition uh, for sure, and it could have been a little bit more effective. And I mean, you could have spent time doing other things. I think that's why they spent so much time spouting out what everyone's backstory mm. was was because there was only like an hour and 30 minutes to get through six or seven people's um stories and so for the general audience you need to tell them you know hold their hand yeah um for sure but um yeah yeah i thought that uh, Moonstar's power was super super awesome yeah i think that there's a there's i think that lends itself to almost a perfect horror um 
uh, formula in horror films. A lot of times you have to create rules around the bur- the, the world that you're building. Uh, for example, like if it's a slasher movie, well, it's going to be someone who's mortal so you can kill him or something. Or if it's Freddy, we've, we've been watching a lot of horror movies recently, but you know, each horror movie has their own rules. But if your rule is I can make anything you're afraid of come to life, that's like having no rules almost because I can be scared of random ass stuff and, and it, it would be like 20 different <clears throat> horror movies. Um, but what we're going to do real quick uh, before we talk further about New Mutants and uh, I mean we haven't even talked about some really big parts of the movie including uh, diving into uh, like Maisie Williams and all of the other background characters but we're going to play a game. Um, we're going to try to do this remotely. We haven't done this before, so we'll see how it goes. Um, and then we'll be right back. Like we are playing a game, a virtual trivia game called Kahoot. Uh, wow. Um, I'm actually, you're screen sharing with us, Delphin, here. I uh, don't know if the listeners know that, but uh, you still have your Nightmare on Elm Street 2 tab yep. open. <laughs> I have not closed anything. You can see there's the Gmail, where we're working on something really special, hopefully. There's a lot of thousands of emails. Uh, uh, a, a forum that I'm doing well on about the Ford Bronco that I'm buying. And I'm... I'm <laughs> you don't have to go through all this. All right. I, was just, I just laughed at that Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street Street 2. Actually, I opened it up so I can listen because I know we're talking. Alright, anyways, we're playing a game. It is a trivia (laughs) game based on New Mutants. I know it's a fairly new movie but because it's been in, I guess, uh, release date purgatory for a while, there's already plenty of trivia. Here's how Kahoot works. I will read the question and John and Andrew on their phones can answer remotely and uh, we'll see who wins at the very end of this and Andrew, why don't you let everyone know what they win um, a new car! That's right. It's the exact same car from two years ago. <laughs> Brand new. Um, here we go. We'll start. Family and Friends edition. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Wow. That really tripped yeah, you up. The New Mutants Kahoot. How many different release dates did the New Mutants film have? How many different release dates? Were there two, three, four, or five? And y'all... You answered so quickly. The answer was five. Fuck, I feel like we should have done research on that before. You both picked four. But yeah, five different release dates. Isn't that insane? That is pretty crazy. And I know that COVID played a role in the last one, but I think there were other factors that (laughs) played into so many release dates. I can't... what, What other movie has had this many release dates? None. I don't think so. Yeah, I can't think of anything right now at the moment. You know what's probably really close? Um, the Avatar sequels. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. I think that might actually take the cake by the time this is all released, you know. Uh, yeah, because I, I feel like... I feel like the Avatar movies were supposed to... Like, the second one was supposed to come out, like, three years ago or something. Yeah. Like, you know. And, and then it just kept getting pushed back because of how ambitious they are. They're still not... They they're are. still not... Uh, I'm not even 100% sure on the release date right now. Anyways... Who knows? What you'll find out on another podcast. Countdown to Pandora. <laughs> Countdown mm. to Navi. I don't know. Navi. Blue people. Okay. Uh, so no one got a point. Also, in this game, the quicker you answer, the better it is. 
A Blaster. A Blaster, oh God. Which filmmaker served as inspiration for the tone of the film? Was it John Hughes, Stephen King, Stanley Kubrick, or David Cronenberg? There were two answers and you both got them right. John Hughes <clears throat> and Stephen King. I was a little bit nervous about putting Stephen King uh, on a list with filmmakers, but I forgot he made Maximum Overdrive. So he is a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, John Hughes, Stephen King, two very different directors. Let's see who was there f- first. Ooh, John was a little fast. Jay Money was a little fast on that trigger, baby. Jay motherfucking Money. 957, but nine points behind is A Blaster. Uh, Ass Blaster. Ass Blaster 2000. This is what it stands for. 948. All right, here's the next question. Which Nightmare on Elm Street film helped influence the design of this movie? Was it part two of Freddy's Revenge, part three, Dream Warriors, part four, Dream Master, or part five, The Dream Child? Y'all got it correct. It was part three, Dream Warriors. I haven't, I don't remember that movie at all. It's, uh, I think it has Lawrence Fishburne and Patty Arquette. Wow. Um, they go, they train themselves to go fight Freddy in a dream. Those are two Oscar winners. Yeah, I know. I was wondering why we didn't do that movie instead of Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> I, no, I'm just so shots fired, Lex. Y'all have seen this movie. Is it pretty similar to New Mutants? It's, um, it's, I think I can sum it up. I think I remember the parody more so than the movie. Like, have you ever seen The Simpsons where, uh, Groundskeeper Willie is like the, uh, yes. the villain, yes. like the Halloween special? That's based off of, like, Dream Warriors. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. These are, the New Mutants are, uh, Dream Warriors. Are they Warriors, are. yeah. Oh my gosh. Ooh, this is a close oh, game. Oh shit. Andrew is now up just by three points over John. Just by three points. Wow. Next question. Um, what is what is the name of the smiley face wearing villains in the comic books? The Happy Men, Dramar, the Dead Souls, or the Right? Y'all got it wrong. The answer is the right. The right? Yes. I mean, that's the villains in Real World 2. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, or actually, I'm not playing, actually. That seems like they are the real villains. Um, I don't want to be political, but that's they're also the villains in our real world. Am I right, John? <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's, that's what oh, he meant. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the reality show Real World. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I haven't seen that show in a while, so I think they... they <laughs> They totally are the villains in that. In any world, really, <laughs> Okay, cool. If you think about it. Um, but yeah, they're right. Interesting. So, still close to being tied up. What actor was cast and filmed his role as Nathaniel Essex or Mr. Sinister? Keanu Reeves, Brian Cranston, Colin Firth, or John Hamm? It was John Hamm. He didn't film his... Did he, he really? Filmed, I'm going to have to do some... Yeah, according to IMDb. John Hamm ah. filmed his role... Uh, so it was small as Nathaniel Essex, but it was cut out after they decided they weren't going to move forward with a franchise. You may be spreading some fake news here, like your old buddy, The Right. Oh boy, yeah. The villains of the real world. <laughs> the real world, Las Vegas. Still tied. Um, here's the next question. We're not tied, I'm winning. Which real-life state hospital was used as the location for New Mutants? Was it Medfield State Hospital, New Hanover State Hospital, Pilgrim Psychiatric Center, or the White House? The White House? (laughs) Wow, y'all picked New Hanover, but no, it was Medfield State Hospital, a real functioning, uh, place that they filmed New Mutants. Is the White House an actual hospital? (laughs) No, but, uh... (laughs) 
I put it in there because uh, uh, Washington D.C. Mis- is a is a loony bin, baby. <laughs> Misdirection. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> this is going to end up being a fairly political episode, I think. Accidentally, yeah. Too. All right. Next question: <laughs> Who's at fault for Benghazi? I'm just kidding. Wait, wait, wait. I can't see. I was oh, just shit. joking. I thought, <laughs> I thought, like, my screen <laughs> froze. I was like, no. Um, still, I don't... I guess it's not tied, because Andrew's winning by three points. Fuck, I blast. Which actor was in talks to play Warlock in the next planned film in this trilogy? Was it Richard E. Grant, Sasha Baron Cohen, Keanu Reeves, or Viggo Mortensen? It was Sasha Baron Cohen. Um... They ended up walking away because they couldn't pay him enough money, <clears throat> which makes me think, mm-hmm. how much money does it cost for Borat? And it's true that there is actually no next planned film. Yeah. So, like, you know, that probably has a lot to do with it, too. Yeah. Um, that would have been an interesting movie. But John... It would have, because oh, Warlock is a weird-looking mutant. Yeah. Do you know what, how Warlock looks like, Andrew? Like, yeah, he's like a sure. like a I robot know, type of dude. Jen, like, I, I work at a comic book store, Jen. Wow. Yeah. Who that would have been cool to see. Who owns the rights to Warlock? Because I feel like he's always um, rumored to be in everything. Well, Disney, I think, owns now. the rights to him now. Okay. He's just like yeah. Yeah. Well, and War- Warlock and Adam Warlock are two separate. Ah, things. okay. Maybe that's my confusion because he was supposed to be in uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah. But yeah, he looks weird. Yeah, he is weird, John. All right, cool. Here's another question. When were the final round of reshoots canceled after the cut was found satisfactory? When did they cancel the final reshoots? February 2018, December 2019, March of 2020, or July 2017? When did they cancel reshoots? Y'all, they canceled reshoots just in March of this year. That's when they decided the cut was just fine. That's kind of weird. Very soon, right? Kind of crazy. Yeah. A couple months. I mean, that was when the pandemic started. Like, Yeah. I think when... Or at least here in the States. You know. I had actually... You know, I've been listening to this podcast uh, with Roger Deakins, and it's crazy how up to the wire some movies get before they are locked. I mean, it's sometimes a week before it's supposed to be in theaters <laughs> that they're like, oh, it's done now. That makes sense. What a mess. All right, so, John, you're still winning by 900 points. Andrew, you have time, but not too much of it. This beat the record for shortest X-Men movie. So now, what is the second shortest X-Men movie? Is it X-Men First Class, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, or Deadpool? Which used to be the the shortest uh, X-Men movie. Fuck! And it was the original X-Men from 2000. That movie was... I thought that movie was longer. But it was only about an yeah, hour and a half. Were you surprised at your own answer? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, we can't talk about that film anymore. Um, and also, unfortunately, the shortest one was in Dark Phoenix. Oh my gosh! That. Oh yeah, that's true. If I'm not mistaken, that actually is close to one of the longest X Men movies. I believe you. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me when. Let's. Okay. Uh, now, uh, let, uh, Andrew, I think you might still be in second no. place. But you're closer. Yeah, you blast an ass right now. You blast an ass. Um, second to last question. What was the working title for this film? Was it Kodiak, Family Time, The Breakfast Club 2, or Growing Pains? No one Fuck. got it right. Now Andrew's money. The working title oh, damn it. or the fake title for the movie is Growing Pains. 
This is a close game. Man, we're sucking ass. We're sucking ass at this game. Yeah, you're not blasting any. Um, this is oh, the yeah. last question. And Andrew could win. John, you could win. There really is no real favorite here. This is classic countdown to infinity. Yeah, this is truly a countdown. Last and final question. What is the name of the Marilyn Manson song recorded specifically for this film? Is it Cry Little Sister, Sweet Dreams, Kill For Me, or Nobodies? Oh. Oh, son of a fuck nugget. It was, oh, wait, I, that means I won. Marilyn Manson recorded a song just for this movie called Cry Little Sister. It's a cover, and you pick Sweet Dreams and Nobodies. Here's who won. Third place was Nobody, oh, the listener, I guess. Second place, Andrew, you got three questions right. John, you got three questions right, but because you are a little <laughs> faster, you won, baby. Three out of eleven questions right. What the <laughs> fuck? God damn! Very like, close. Te- technically, technically, no one won. That's a failing. That's, that's failing really on a road test. This. We totally sucked at this uh, at this trivia game. Yeah, listeners, let us know what you. I don't feel like you either of you deserve the new car. So, if any of the listeners, Scouts Honor, you have to be honest. If you beat. Three out of eleven. We'll send you this car. Um, all right. Well, hey, that was a fun game. Uh, we'll be right back to talk more about New Mutants. Welcome back from that break. So let's talk about our let's talk about the superheroes that are in this movie or the mutants, I guess. Did did you all have a favorite one? I know we already talked about quite a few of them. Or did any of them stand <clears> out <throat> to you as being um, super special or something that you thought you'd never see on screen? I didn't think I'd ever see Lockheed on screen. Okay, good. Yeah, the little the little dragon, little dragon. Isn't, oh. isn't like it's. The dragon is Shadowcast, isn't it? Like in the comics, like it's it belongs to Kitty Pride, and in this movie, it's attached to magic. And so uh, it's funny because Kitty Pride in the comics tells the story of Lockheed to um, a, a younger magic, and but they do at one point both not they don't have them at the same time, but they bo- both have uh, been a companion <clears throat> to this dragon. I think. Ah, okay. I think you brought up. Uh, a character that we talked a lot about, but I think Andrew, you thought that magic stole the show when it comes to just her abilities and her her confidence and her basically yeah. other world. Yeah. Well, and the movie was marketed to show that she was going to be the badass, uh, you know, and all the commercials and all that good stuff. And not to mention Taylor Joy um, and Macy Williams, uh, I think, are the biggest names in this um, in this movie. It's the it's, it's so, Arya Stark and. The witch, or how do you say it? The witch. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. The v- yes. Vich? The witch is that the, yeah, son of a witch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously magic whipped ass uh, like crazy. At first, she's kind of um, how you say a bitchy. <laughs> she's just like oh, uh, the a, bully. A witch. <laughs> yeah, she's she's. I mean, she's the bully, and she's like you know bullying the new kid on the block, and she's all you know tough and hard as nails, so she doesn't want to share her stuff and um, things like that. But you end up finding out that she's kind of one of the people that was hurt most uh, for sure. 
Um, and, you know, she's even able to open up another, you know, dimension into Limbo and stuff like that, which um, could be its own movie, I'm sure, on, on its own. But, um, yeah, she, she ultimately ends up almost taking on Demon Bear by herself uh, at one point. Which is uh, really really cool, and that's when uh, Lockheed ends up ends up coming out and stuff like that. And so, um, I think the most special effects went on, you know, to Magic. Even at su- you know Sunspot, at one point he stops being like you know flamed on like Johnny Storm, um, but at, at, it's just his you know flame eyes or whatever. Which, which it looks cool, but um, yeah, I think, I think Magic uh, ended up uh, predictably uh, stealing the show. Yeah, she was. She yeah, was... I would agree with that. Oh no, go John, go John, John go. Sorry, um, I would agree with uh, Magic, you know, um, played awesomely by An- Anya Ta- Taylor-Joy. Um, she was, you know, she was a highlight of the flick. And I, I think what Drew said is true. Like, you know, you, the most of the special effects went to her. And she looks the coolest in the movie because she has, like, an arm as a sword. And, you know, she jumps through, like, you know, this alternate dimension that she calls Limbo, which is pretty effing cool um she's super fearless she's jumping around fighting uh the demon bear entity um i think the second coolest visual doesn't go to sunspot or anything like that and it definitely doesn't go to wolfsbane which is kind of a little bit disappointing in a sense because you kind of expected you know some really cool werewolf looking shit Mm. uh maybe you did maybe you got it i mean i'm not i couldn't see much like whenever it came to here's what i'll say i think the wolves in game of thrones (laughs) Uh, those are dire wolves, but I think they were bigger than the werewolf in this movie. Yeah, um, I think the second coolest thing, um, finishing my thought, would be Demon Bear. I mean, the Demon Bear, uh, the Demon Bear, I mean, Cannonball had some, some, some moments. I mean, really nothing, you know, uh, nothing really, really impressive. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he kind of just, like, it's almost like a like a quick cut. Like, you know, you just kind of see him, he's... And then he's off. Like, you know, he just yeah. kind of... You see him kind of pop, literally, and then, like, shoot off, like, in a, like a rocket. Um, <laughs> so you don't really... I mean, but you never see what he... I mean, at least I didn't see what he hit most of the time. Yeah. Um, but de- the demon bear, like, entity, which is, like, a cloud of smoke with a bear's face on it, um, I thought was pretty cool. Um, out of all the things that you know, because it seems like you know these these uh, whatever nightmares that that it's inducing could be real or not. Um, Demon Bear is actually real, you know, because it kills Cecilia Reyes, who's played by Alice Braga. By the way, we didn't haven't talked a whole lot about her. She has a power but, too. <clears throat> yeah, she is uh, Alice or Cecilia Reyes. Doctor Reyes in the comics, kind of like in this movie, has a a power to uh, create force fields. And she's the she's and, the human uh, villain in the movie. Uh, well, yes, muted villain. Um, right. She works. Uh, she works for the Essex Corporation. She is. Uh, she's studying all these mutants to kind of make them killers, you know, for the corporation, and uh, they think they're being trained to go to Xavier's uh, school, but they're they are not. Um, and Cecilia Ray is kind of you know uh, gets orders to kill Danny Moonstar's character, you know, the character, and. She, uh, she gets eaten by a bear. <laughs> yes. Literally. <laughs> classic. Classic. You know that classic movie trope. It happens in Grizzly Man. It happens in all kinds of movies. Eaten by a bear. Ouch. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Is the that edge? too soon? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, well, Grizzly Man actually happened to, like, a dude, so... I mean, it's not too soon, but, yeah. like, I mean, that dude really did die But he was close to the bear. As Werner Herzog said in Grizzly Man, the lines between nature were blurred, and he lived within the bounds of a human in a bear's world. Obviously. Talk, <laughs> use your Herzog voice, voice to, uh... Order a pizza? To talk about Demon Bear. Okay. Talk, talk uh, about Demon Bear. Demon Bear represents all that is evil in humanity. The torrent of violence that we endure becomes a physical manifestation of shadow and demon. <laughs> um, you should have done the monologue from the beginning of the movie there are two bears oh, yeah. in each person <laughs> if, no if if Werner Herzog was actually in this movie it would be more like he uh, is like me you want to know about my past I had a family once <laughs> like he would just monologue about something that happened um, but I did have a really uh, a key moment that I really liked was towards the end when it was finished no, but no. Yeah, yeah the, the credits. <laughs> no, when when all of the and I may be just a sucker for this moment in most superhero movies, but when they all <clears throat> activate their yeah their their powers even before Demon Bear just to kill the smiley face people or to get away from them, um, I liked seeing that, and I think it may be the first time we actually see magic try to kill some of the smiley face people. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't necessarily think that the demon bear meant anything. Like, I'm talking about symbolically. I really, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was a, a, a just something from, from her past or if it was just literally a giant bear. Um, same way, yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure about <clears throat> these alien smiley face people or what. Like, I, I, I don't know. I may have to watch it again and maybe well lit. But um, I, I, that's one of the things that I kind of am still trying to parse is I'm not sure what these are supposed to mean. Um, right. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's weird because I think they were trying to, it feels like a, like a second draft of a script or something, right, in a way. Because like, it feels like some of this stuff could have been fleshed out or maybe you know, meaning could have been added to it eventually. Um, but it just kind of like, you know, the, and I, I don't know how this, you know, I'm not. I'm, I don't know how the production went or anything like that. But it, at least from like you know a person watching it, it does feel like there was there was something there. I just you know I think it was just wasn't a whole lot. It wasn't clear. Like I know that the the integration of Demon Bear as part of Danny's powers was interesting because Demon Bear in the comics is literally its own entity. Like it's a a villain it's an entity that just you know yeah like it's it's an actual just like floating bear like Demon Bear. Um, but in this one, it's kind of, you know, it's attached to, to Danny and, um, you know, it obviously represents their fears and stuff like that. But, you know, that's, uh, there's not very much, uh, you know, meaning there beyond what the surface kind of tells you about it. Yeah. And, uh, I think you're right. Cause she, that's the first line of the movie is explaining the inner conflict mm, of one or I it's forgot. like good versus evil type of thing. We all but- have two bears inside of us. 
Yeah, but that's the thing, though, is, like, not a lot of that comes into play. Like, there's almost no inner conflict with any of them. They're just kind of like, oh, we accidentally killed our loved ones, and that was it. And so I was like, where's the conflict? Like, where does this play out? Like, there, there's got to be some sort of subtext that relates to this. But no, I couldn't find it either. So that's true. You're definitely right. I forgot completely. I think that's what you're talking about, the beginning monologue. I forgot that it, it bookends the beginning and the end is about bears and us having two of yeah. them. Um, and hey, I haven't had two bears inside of me since the '70s, baby. Um, but it's it's basically it's basically I think supposed to be a good and evil analogy in a weird right, way. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I don't know if one bear eventually comes out. Um, we even yeah. I guess all, all I guess all of them are the good bear and they're fighting the evil bear. I have no like clue. the literal evil I mean, bear. It's- it's trying to be like it i mean it takes it off of like the native american you know backstory that um it tries to at least the native american backstory damn john john's trying to cancel us andrew damn okay i'm not trying to cancel you i'm just saying like i mean because even then that wasn't really touched a whole lot upon you get what i mean like other than like you know the ending scenes and the beginning scenes um and i think it's awesome that like you know they kind of sprinkle that there i just kind of wish there was more to it than that and then not so much a literal a literal demon bear like staring down at you in the in the face well and also they never really come back around to say like danny you killed your own family like you killed your whole tribe like it never really gets solved they're oh, yeah. like oh that's cool she gets over it very quickly i i, I feel like moonstar we even go into moonstar's mind do you remember that like and it's kind of like a <coughs> like a forest that's snowy and she sees i believe her father and then the, mm-hmm. there's a wolf there, you know. Uh, Maisie Williams is there as a wolf. Wolf Spain, yeah. So we do end up going into her psyche, but it just becomes a don't be afraid moment. And she even says, I believe, she says, I'm not afraid. <laughs> and she's she goes to oh, the bear, man. and she's like, no, it's okay. Again, yeah, at this point, like the, the, di- the dialogue gets horrible at this point. <laughs> It's a, yeah, I guess it would have been even more effective if it was just a little written a little better, but I get, I knew what they were getting at, I guess. Yeah, you know? I, I think that that was the, maybe you're right. I think that is what, what ends up happening. But I think to Andrew's point, there was never a moral line. Like, it's not like they they told these people, hey, you're, you have to go be evil now. Does that make sense? Where they have to be like, oh, we got to choose the good bear. Um, it's mostly, oh, you're being... Uh, you're being manipulated, and they're like, well, we're, we're fucking done with this shit. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, but I guess, you know, they're new mutants. They're teenage mutants, so that's what they do. Man, I, I wish they would stop saying new mutants in the movie. I think they said it, like, six times or something like that. Yeah. It was the worst. They're, yeah, they're like, oh, y- y'all are new I, mutants? I can't wait to watch Tenet, so where, I, you know, they just say Tenet ten times. <sighs> Tenet, Tenet, Tenet. And then they say it backwards. Tenet, Tenet, Tenet. <laughs> same exactly well let's talk about the love story and i think we kind of alluded to it that uh Maisie williams plays rain sinclair who has kind of an insane backstory herself she was like branded by a priest like an evil priest who uh yes thinks she's possessed because she turns into a a wolf but she deemed her a witch uh, a witch Bam, back again, baby. Um, but 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 Rain has a romance with uh, Danny Moonstar, our main character, and it's 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 a uh, it's a lesbian romance, and I think that that's something rare in in movies. It's something that's tiptoed around a lot, and a lot of times it's kind of, I would say like 
uh, manipulated and used as like some kind of big moment and sometimes it doesn't play out but here in this movie an x-men movie there's actually like a really lovely and normal and caring relationship um that's genuine and i thought that that was really really special and something i didn't think i would see in this movie honestly i uh i agree i think it was um you know, it's 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 not played up like the way you said. It's not a, in an exploitive way. Um, it seems pretty genuine, at least with the, what the characters do. And I think that's one of the strongest parts of the movie is the fact that, like, you know, we, we talked about how cheesy the ending was, but one of the parts that does work is the fact that um, Wolf Spain, Maisie Williams' character, um, does end up kind of, you know, getting through to Danny mm. for her to kind of, like, awaken and, uh, and you know, talk the bear to sleep. Saves or her. put the bear to sleep, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's actually really funny now that you put it in plain terms how the bear is defeated. <laughs> um, yeah, I think because she, she does kind of just like, doesn't she do that? Yeah. Like, I thought like she, she yeah, like she kind of calms the bear down because it stops chomping on people and then, uh, it you know, <laughs> it just goes away. She's like, bear, chill. If yeah, only, bear down. If, if only the grizzly man had the skill to talk down the wild grizzly bear. I'm just kidding. Tragic loss. Um, well, let's talk about... Oh, what else is there? What else do you want to talk about when it comes to New Mutants? Uh, hold on. I think we might have like actually covered the whole fucking lot here. Yeah, some, uh, in terms uh, of there's like, not a lot. Which yeah. I wish there was more, it is but the, there's not. We already learned it's the shortest X-Men movie. It all happens in one place. And it's very quick. Like yeah. the whole movie is very quick. I think Andrew, you said that the, we, the it kind of walks your hand through the movie, and it's true. That's why there's so much exposition. Is they don't want you to be confused ever about anything going on. It is a, you know, we have to do this in order to do this, or you know, someone gets an email to kill one of the new mutants, and then we see them read the email. Right, and everybody kind of names themselves, too, except for, like, Sunspot. Like, everyone kind of... I mean, Magic's character names herself Magic, and uh, I don't know about Wolfsbane. I don't think uh, she names herself, either, so, like, maybe I'm lying. But I know that they do say, hell, uh, Magic yells out and calls Demon Bear Demon Bear, like, at one point. (laughs) Yeah, even uh, Cannonball, too. He's like, he takes off like a cannonball. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And it's uh, it's pretty funny. I don't know if they say they might say Mirage at one point. You know, like you know Danny's mutant name. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty. It's, well, it's kind of funny. And Wolfsbane gets the W branded on her. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. So like you know that's yeah. I mean shit. Like that's the the symbol of Wolfsbane. I what, guess in that what, case. I did like that dynamic too. Of you know usually um, again trading the line of the uh, the lesbian relationship where she was very religious and mm. most people would be like oh let's not get those two involved because you know past history yada yada whatever. But uh, I actually liked uh, that. I thought that was one of the creepiest ones where um, I was, I was the, about you know, to say something super similar, Andrew. That was for me even scarier than the smiling men. Uh, yeah, because yeah. that's that's almost like too yeah. real. Where you're like, oh shit! Like now you're treading the line between like pissing people off who are religious and, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I, I like that dynamic yeah. again, and and that's the kind of stuff I wanted more of. Yeah, th- those moments, and I feel like because there was so much exposition, because there's a lot of uh, like plot and superhero stuff to get at in the way. Those some of those horror sequences really 
we're like the beginning of something really cool like the the priest thing like do you i remember the uh the confessional <laughs> moment that was really really sorry good. i'm not are you laughing at my we're dog laughing during this yes i'm laughing at your dog not not what you just said yeah i think my, like, i uh, think i just rolled over my dog <laughs> he's fine ouch but he should, oh my god why does it why are you laying down there dog um but yeah the priest stuff was scary i'm scared of priests as everyone should be all. Um, well hey let's wrap it up uh, give us your final thoughts we'll start with you John uh, the new mutants better than Dark Phoenix okay that's pretty good um, no no I mean I guess like you know I mean it's a <laughs> it's a really weird note to end the X-Men franchise on because you kind of watching the movie and even the way it ends up you can kind of tell they wanted to do more with this and uh, I think that it probably could have found its footing, you know, in a second movie or a third movie. Not that you could, you should always aim for franchise things, but this obviously was aiming, you know, for that goal. Um, as, on its own, it's a cool little. It's if anything, if, it's a cool little, if not bland, like you know, standalone story that you can kind of link your X Men movies up with. Um, it's a weird note to end on this, though, because it doesn't, like, again, I don't think there's any closure. In other, other than some X-Men name drops, there's not really a whole little, a lot of things that connect it to that universe, unless you're familiar with the mutants that are in it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's something to to bookend your X-Men collection. There you go, if you're... If you have such a such a thing, John, you could make the case that Demon Bear is the X Men franchise, and it is now put to sleep, and maybe that's what the Demon yes. Bear is. Probably, if the Demon Bear is the uh, it's the essence of every uneven X Men movie in this franchise. It's just kind of you know it's all it's a it's a giant you know ball that's attacking you, and <laughs> these new mutants needed to put it down. Yeah, um, Andrew, what are your final thoughts on New Mutants? Um, I would say that it's not as bad as the critics say it is, but it's also not as good as the general audience says it is. Um, I would say that the dialogue could be rough at times, but it's not enough to completely hate the movie. Um, there's still too much exposition, but uh, I get it. It's the short runtime. Um, and I love all the horror uh, uh, elements that they played with uh, here. And um, I can name probably uh about 20 comic book movies that are worse than uh than this uh right off the top of my head easily that's a lot of them yeah okay so here we go ready uh ghost rider ghost rider spirit of vengeance fantastic four fantastic four rise of the silver surfer fan four stick suicide squad jonah hex punisher warzone batman and robin superman for the quest for peace superman 3 steel spider-man 3 x-men apocalypse x-men dark phoenix blade trinity catwoman hellboy green lantern and 20 is electra wow and so there you go and uh obviously those movies are super bad but i wouldn't group i'm sure i could name five more that are even worse um for sure but um again it's not the worst comic book movie ever made so don't believe the critics go check it out for yourself because it is um it is i did enjoy it uh more than i thought i was going to and that might be because i had such a low expectation um partially because it's been delayed so many times and i thought i'd never see it but also because um I know the X-Men movies have a high bar, but I don't know why, because Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix were trash. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's better than the last two uh, installments of the X-Men franchise. That's wild. I liked Apocalypse better than this movie. You would. 
Yeah, because you love the director. God. Because oh, he God. loves himself some Oscar Isaac. Okay, yeah. I, it's very... X-Men Apocalypse is very cartoony, which is like, I feel like it. that's the only movie that kind of gets into the cartoony aspects of the... Whatever. They're like... That's, that's a different movie. What's popular yeah. now? Time travel? Yeah, let's put that in. What's popular? The Quicksilver sequence? Let's do that <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, so... This film is definitely trying to do something that I would like to see in an X-Men movie. I love horror elements. I love when you can kind of take a more slice-of-life approach instead of it being the end of the world. I think there's room for that in in comic book movies. Um, And I think this movie really valiantly attempts at that. I think if there are some things that were, like, cut out or edited out i feel like i i i totally would understand if that happened or if maybe the after some test screenings people were like i don't understand what's happening and so they decided to really really explain everything so you know um but yeah i think there's some elements in this movie that i that is definitely really x-meny um like the the part of it x-men has always been about like the analogy of of someone being other and being stigmatized family, family Toretto. Right. Um, very different. Very yeah. different. And, and and then mutants finding a community within themselves. Um, like whether you're on the Magneto side or the Professor X side, you're in a little family. And I feel like that element is here. Um, but, and, but but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting movie. I, I think they definitely didn't plan on this being the last Foxman movie, but I think it's it's fitting. It's nice. And it is. So, it's technically it. <clears throat> this is it. That's it. Hashtag, this is it. The Michael Jackson documentary. Um, well, hey, let's talk about plugs. I don't know when the next time y'all will be on Countdown to Infinity, because I know we're really busy with the range of the sequel and all the Halloween stuff we're working on. But, uh, John, yeah, what is it? You're pointing up. Oh, you're pointing at the poster. Okay. God damn it, yeah. Um, um, I thought you yeah, had Yeah, I guess I'll go first then. Yeah, go ahead. No, I guess I'll go first for plugs. Um... So, uh, all you Marvelites, uh, Marvelettes, Marvelites, whatever. Um, I think Mar- Marvelites count- is gender neutral. You can use Marvelites. All you listeners, there you go. Um, if you guys um, like what you're hearing here, you guys can go check out our uh, Revenge of the Sequel podcast, where um, we talk about sequels, obviously, um, and prequels, and um, some of them are Marvel-based. If you go back into our uh, past catalog, you can find some diff- you know, def- you know, some definite Marvel movies there. And <laughs> Sorry, that's, that threw me off. I was petting my dog, and um, he's, he likes it. He got horny. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, it's a fun time. We're going through a new season right now, um, all in quarantine, and a Zoom podcast, kind of like the way we're doing here for this one. Um so check it out. Um, we're going to do a Halloween season pretty soon for the people who are on the public feed. And if you're on the Patreon feed, then you're probably already hearing the Halloween season. Um, but we got some cool stuff uh, you know, planned for you, so you guys should definitely check it out. And also check out the Patreon, uh, yeah. patreon.com slash DuffinPod. There's some cool shit there as well. This is going to come out next week. So this is actually going to come out soon, because New Mutants is out now. So, But Andrew, what do you have to plug? Um, I would say um, to stay safe, uh, we're pretty close to Halloween now, 
So everyone, wear your masks, wash your hands, and all that good stuff, um, so we can flatten this curve on this COVID business. So that way we can go back to watching movies with better light. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for things to get closer to normal. I don't think it'll ever be totally back um, ever again. Um, but on a lighter note, the end times are near. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, go to Delphin Pod and register to vote. You still have time to do that. Uh, support the pod at patreon.com slash delphinpod. There's all kinds of free uh, stuff there. Or no, wait. Yeah, for listeners and su- su- supporters. <laughs> um, and I'll also keep continue to listen to this pod. I know that when uh, John and Andrew aren't here, Sophia is on those episodes and we talk about Marvel yeah. news stuff <clears throat> as well. And we might be back for some exciting new marvel stuff not mcu but marvel stuff in general uh so if you right yeah um that's gonna be exciting yeah there's all kinds of marvel stuff all the time everywhere um but thanks so much for listening and sticking with us hope you're staying super safe um and let us know if you go to a drive-in or something or something or something yeah cool all right well we'll we'll talk to y'all later later (laughs) 